Guess who's back? All right, back, back again. Again, again. Shorty's back, back, back to Hello some friend. men. <laughs> AFI Backstage Stories. Mr. Batscheider. Mr. Prince. So how was your week, man? What'd you do? Um, my week. Let's get it all together. Um, I'm a little bit confused because I had a pretty crazy day yesterday. Um, I got informed in the morning that I have to do the commentary for a soccer game at night. And usually we do those kind of things. Um, the whole game for radio in a team of two. I already told you. Um, but I had to do it alone because of big Rona and they don't let, they only let a few media guys into the stadium and it was tough. <laughs> and, sure. um, so I'm a bit confused, but when was the last recording? Was it Wednesday, Tuesday? I don't know. What happened? Our last recording. I can't, I can't bring that much interesting stuff together that, um, happened in, in, in my past week. What about you? You're the guy whose week we should talk about. You just released a single last Friday. Yeah, man. It's been a very, um, it's been a pretty crazy week. So actually I was doing, a, I had a, yeah, it was a few different things this week. There was, um, yeah, so Friday, May 29th, we released the Crooked Rail into the world. And um, actually I wanted to thank you for making the last episode so personal for me because I, I, I listened to it um after we released it and i think you asked some really engaging interesting questions that i don't that like in in terms of my personal music stuff i don't always get questions like that i think it's cool when someone who knows you asks you interesting questions so i really i wanted to thank you for like such a cool um like personal promotional episode the way it, the way it worked out um but yeah so the 29th we dropped um the song And, um, that, that dropped at midnight on the 29th and then at one o'clock, um, or the uh, 13 or <laughs> around 1 PM, uh, the same day we dropped the video and man, I'm really proud of the video. I think that that was something that was really difficult to do in quarantine. We actually worked pretty, this is, you know, the video actually is kind of cool in terms of, you know, the kind of show that we do here because it was completely international. Um, for those who haven't seen it, um, basically, you know, me and one other person from Munich shot some things here in my apartment. And then we had the other main, uh, producer, cameraman, editor based out of Lisbon. And we, as part of the, Fans as, of the show, know him. Yeah, that's true. Actually, he was a guest on the show. Um, you should really go back to one of our earlier episodes and listen. His name is Sebastian Bolinos. Um, very talented filmmaker, very talented, uh, producer and editor, and he has great ideas and he's such a good friend and such a really, uh, really like a, one of those genuine talents, uh, in his field. Um, and so Basti was the main, I have to, I have to give him a lot of credit actually, not, I mean, even, even more than usual, because on this video, he really, um, came out of the woodwork and provided so many original ideas and was really, um, you know, we had a really a tight schedule, I would say, because as soon as everything was arranged with the label, 
you know, like we discussed in the last episode, they made this timeline and all of a sudden we had, I think it was a month or so to make this video for the song. And it's a lot of work to make an interesting video when you can't go anywhere and you don't have any money. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. And Basti really, Basti, and and you have this this global pandemic. On top of that, man, you have yeah, you have like a fucking um, huge uh, world crisis on your hands. Um, and it really, it really came together in a nice way. Basically, uh, part of the idea was that we asked uh, people through social media, um, either fans of the music or just friends and family, to send in videos where they would film another device in their home. So, you know, they could film their TV or they could film their laptop or they could film, you know, their friend's phone or something. And on that device would be a green screen. And um, a lot of people submitted pretty interesting, uh, yourself included, um, filmed pretty interesting uh, frames. And we were always encouraging people to be in the frame doing something. It could be mundane. We had people who were just making their morning coffee uh, you were playing guitar in the corner, which is really cool. We had some um, some people who, you know, created little unique devices from toys and stuff. And uh, it was really cool. And, um, you, you know, your eyes are always searching for the frame. And basically, we filmed some things here in the apartment. We filmed like, um, you know, if if you were viewing like an Instagram live concert or like a YouTube concert, we filmed this performance and we, we put it on everybody's green screens. And then we chopped all of that together with um, this other kind of persona. You know, like the, the story of the song we talked about last time is kind of hiding your feelings from, from others. So we, we filmed um, this darker persona, kind of, we call it Serious Jordan. <laughs> Uh, Sirius Jordan was filmed here in different clothing, you know, in the apartment building and in my and in my personal apartment. It was it wasn't your staircase, wasn't it? It was. It was in this building. Yeah. And uh, we filmed a lot of stuff actually with this Sirius Jordan guy, but some of it was uh, it was funny. Some of it turned out to be too twisted and too uh, like almost too emotional, too dark for the story of the song. We found out later, like. That's, that was the hard thing, too, is because we had this, you know, Basti is this great creator and this great idea maker. And, um, you know, we, all these other great videos that we did together, we did it in person. We met together and we brainstormed together and we shot it in person and we could improvise in the moment or we could plan ahead of time and stuff. And this was the first time where we did a video where he basically made the shot list and he gave us a lot of freedom. And I shot with this other guy, Tim Henkel, for the first time. And he was also, I have to give Tim a lot of credit. I never shot with him before. He's a, a friend. He's the boyfriend of a good friend of mine from New Orleans who happens... To Is he like the mini-me of Tim? Hecking. <laughs> <laughs> the Munich version. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it's funny because I, I think... Um, I, I, I've still not... He's the camera version of Tim Hecking. You know, I still have not met a Tim or a James that I didn't like. It's funny. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. <clears throat> and I hope neither you did with, uh, you neither, neither met um, a Moritz you didn't like. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I still have not met a Moritz that I didn't like. <laughs> I actually, I think I just know two. I know you and I know someone who's listening to this episode, Moritz Binda. And um, I think that's the, 
the two that I know for sure. And uh, no, you wanted to talk about how, how you how you um, sorry how you get in contact with uh, Tim Henkel, the guy who shot the shots. Yeah, yeah. So Tim, um, I met him, I guess, two years ago or a little less even, um, because my friend Lindsay from New Orleans also works at the school job with me. And that's her boyfriend. And he's a, you know, I didn't know much about him at first and um, it took, took us a while, like a few different parties to really uh, talk. Um, he was always very friendly and I, I enjoyed his company, but I didn't know, you know, I thought maybe he's too busy or I didn't know exactly what kind of filming he did, if it was image films or, you know, you never know. Like in Germany, the 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 occupation of what you do can be, can be pretty... I think it's common in Germany that the like the occupation that you do is very linear. You know, like, okay, I'm a cameraman, but I do image films. Or like, I'm a cameraman, but I do TV. Or I do music videos. And he's one of those rare kinds that I really enjoy, a bit like Basti, that, that can kind of put their, you know, as the British say, they can put their fingers in many pies. You know, he can... <laughs> what? What, 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 Have you what? heard this expression that before? Sounds more like, uh, like, 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 like the Amer- American pie plot than a British saying. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of the American uh, alternative. I think it's like um, he can. Oh, the, I think the American expression or one of them is like he wears different shoes. No, no, I meant the movie. The movie American Pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, it sounds. It sounds like this guy who stuck his dick in a pie. But uh, <laughs> but the expression <laughs> exactly. is definitely from from British culture because I I had never heard that before and then someone at work told me once like oh he has his fingers in many pies, <laughs> um yeah so he's he's one of these great people and he you know we met and then we talked about um you know I needed someone to shoot some things here Basti of course is in Lisbon and then we just put uh, Tim into this group chat. And then, you know, he shot the serious Jordan stuff here. He shot the performance thing here. Basti filmed so many beautiful uh, building shots and landscape shots in Lisbon. Some things that I really was so blown away by. This guy is such a such a genius. And um, Tim was also really creative and free and open. Just two really great people to work with. And that was it. Just, just the three of us really um, were the the main engine behind it. And then thank God, you know, we had a lot of submissions. I think we had 40 or 50 people uh, submit their green screen um, drops, which was so cool from all over. For We had people from from the UK, from here in Germany, from America, of course, um, New Orleans, LA, Mississippi. Uh, we had people in Hamburg, um, Cologne, Lisbon, it was very international. So it was really cool to see all these different people um, submitting, people that I didn't even know. And uh, yeah, at the end of the day, we had this really cool video that I, I'm really proud of. And I think it's a really it's a really beautiful video. And I, I think it really matches the song. And um, it's, really, it's really cool what you can do when you have talented people with no budget and you have a song that you like and you have a, a good idea. It's, yeah, man. So... We, we dropped all of that last Friday, and since then, we've just been, you know, tracking the the numbers. As anybody who's a independent musician will know, you just, um, a lot of, uh, you know, like a, a release day is less of, um, <laughs> when you're a kid, you imagine like walking on some sort of red carpet, but really it's just sitting on your 
on your computer and tracking the numbers on the Spotify and YouTube and um, seeing where your uh, either yourself or your label submits things to uh, radio stations or and now the big M ninety four point five reveal. What do you think about us about about the numbers? Um, right now, I have to say, you know, I Spotify and uh, YouTube. I I have not put any of my own money into advertising. Like usually on YouTube, you know, you you do like some like a Google ad to try and build revenue or try and build um, view counts. Um, I did some ads on Facebook, but you can never be too sure exactly about the re the reality of those numbers. Um, but I have to say, for Spotify and YouTube to just be pure. Uh, just pure view counts. Uh, I'm really happy. It's it's um, you know, of course, I'm always trying to imagine how these numbers can be doubled or tripled, and like what I could be doing, and if something's wrong, is it my fault? Should I do more? And um, I, I was corresponding a lot with the label the last couple of days, and basically, I just have to be more patient, man. I'm just not used to having a label take care of things. I'm just not used to it. And I, I'm, you know, but what 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 are they doing at the moment? Um, so are they they doing the whole advertising stuff? Yeah, basically they're 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 supposed to be handling the majority of the PR. But of course they're encouraging me if I want to build, you know, if I want to spend my own money on an advertisement, then of course they um, encourage that. If I want to do it, that's my choice, and they say, hey, that's great, go for it. Um, so my intention, of course, is to, you know, invest whatever little money I can into, you know, some, some advertisements through Google, uh, Google AdWords. Can, you can promote your video on YouTube organically or, you know, try and promote your video on Facebook or promote some, some posts on, on uh, Instagram, whatever. Like, I, I will definitely do that because I, I can afford to do that a little bit and I think it helps, um, or at least I think it helps. Um, but what they do right now is I wrote them about, um, uh, what I wanted to see from them was a spreadsheet of everything that they've submitted the song to in terms of radio or blogs or online magazines or something and see, you know, I wanted to see what they've done, what they've submitted it to. You know, I didn't ask in this suspicious way, but I, I just want to see what they're what they're doing and like keep tabs on it. And, yeah. and also I yeah. want to make sure that I don't, I don't overlap. I don't want to, I don't want to like blast or spam anybody because of course I have my own connections to M94.5 or Ego FM or Pulse or Bayerischer Rundfunk or Sudwitsch Zeitung. And I don't want to step on someone's toes and like end up spamming someone's email. If they've sent it out already, I don't want to send it out to the same person twice. That would be unprofessional. So um, so that's, that's our plan for next week. Like we're going to zoom tomorrow. And, um, I had some questions about the next single, um, because I, I think they want a song that I'm not so sure is the right next single, but, um, if they make a good argument, then of course that's cool. And actually this, um, this YouTube 
streaming. I guess we have to talk off mic what, what songs this is about because I'm really interested in it. Yeah, that. we can talk off mic about it for sure. And it's not even like this crazy secret or something, but like they've, I, I, th I think you know what the next single is supposed to be. Or have we not talked about that? Uh, I think I forgot. Okay, okay. So anyway, there's some single that they've decided for the one in the fall, and I made an, I made like a soft argument the last couple of days about changing it, and <clears throat> they they're pretty cool. They say, you know, we don't, we wouldn't like for, we we wouldn't fight this. It doesn't really matter if you want to change it, but. Uh, it's pretty clear that they feel that their first choice is the is the right one, and that's cool. You know, if they feel like they can do, if they feel more passionate about the other song, maybe it's the right idea. Um, and you know what I mean. Like, if they love it more, then maybe they'll do harder work on it. Who knows? And um, what did I want to say? The yeah, I don't want to overlap with them in terms of what we. Uh, send out and oh yeah all oh, right 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 there was this um this youtube um compilation it's a it's a youtube channel that does like compilation videos of uh songs that they like it's pretty common this sort of thing you know they they make like a a pretty picture of some indie girl with a straw hat in a in a garden or something and then it's like chill wave or like summer summer love or you know, <laughs> you know like ah these. those kind of compilations i guess yeah exactly exactly but this particular one has um a huge following and they got in touch about the crooked rail for um no 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 sorry they got in touch for um jordan an unreleased song um do you hear me yeah i think i lost you for a second not sure if it's my or your internet. We'll see. <laughs> but so so they got in touch to 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 get a song for their compilation that is not released yet. Is that what you said? Right. So yeah. So basically, before the label and I confirmed everything, I was of course sending out songs I thought were the best ones to a bunch of different tastemakers to see what the right singles should be. Yeah. And this one. Yeah, YouTube channel got back and they said, um, hey, we really love this particular song. And, you know, as of right now, it's just scheduled to be on the on the main album. It's not meant to be one of the singles. And they said, we, we really love it and we want to put it on one of our compilations in July. But the album isn't scheduled until January. Ah, oh, and that's an issue. I was talking to the label. Yeah. Um, by the way, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm talking over you because i think there is a little bit of a delay um i'm not quite sure but we'll <laughs> i think those who, who listen um don't um won't be mad about this and i think we can fix it anyway okay okay cool just because sometimes uh i hear your response to something like four seconds late and sometimes sometimes i already started the next sentence so i don't want you to think that i'm I don't know if you hear it like that. I don't want to like cut you off. I think we're cool and we'll get that fixed in, in, in post-production. Um, <laughs> all right. We're keeping it real here. Artsy fartsy immigrants doesn't bullshit around. This is the, this is the, this is how podcasts are we're done. We're just raw. <laughs> we're raw. This is how podcasts are done. Um, yeah. So they, they, you know, they wanted this song and it's not released and it's not scheduled until January. And they asked if they could release it on this compilation in, 
uh, July. So that's also the conversation I have to have with them is like, okay, I want to change the next single, but I'm also not going to fight you if you have a good argument. And then um, also, what is the likely situation? You know, should I ask this um, compilation people if they can wait until January? Or is there like some alternative to, you know, should we actually make it available? But um, I think, honestly, I think the way that they've planned it is probably the way that it's going to be. I think they're going to keep the, I think they're going to have a decent um, explanation for why the single they chose is the single they chose. And I think they're going to say, Hey, you know, this channel's cool, but um, they got to wait. That's just how it is. And that's for me, it's totally fine. I think I just get, I get so hyped up on opportunities. I think that they won't, you know, I think the opportunities won't stick around and usually they, they will sometimes, you know, but tell me one thing, what is the, what is the, the vibe of the, the compilation that got in touch with you? Because maybe I can guess what song they, they wanted to, to bring Tot on. Oh, you'll, yeah, you can guess for sure. I mean, I've, I've played it on, um, I've played it on all these live streams and stuff, but, um, they do, they do a lot of different stuff that, I mean, they, they, you know, for these other compilations they do, they could have easily chosen okay. the crooked rail or they could have easily, uh, chosen, um, different styles, but for particularly the one that they want is, uh, smiling. But that's cool. You, you would have what? Sorry, it cut out. No. Well, what is this internet thing about? Why is it so bad today? Okay, let's just let's just address it. Like there was an issue with the with the internet connection, so there is a bit of a delay between me and Mo. So we stopped for a second. We tried a different platform, and then we came back to Skype. And basically, we've just decided that we can make this work the best that we can. But there's a bit of a delay, and um, thankfully, Mo is a great editor, and we can just make this sound really smooth. So maybe maybe to you guys, there's no <laughs> issue at all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this sounds super weird to everybody who's listening. Maybe, maybe. For them, they're like, no, it sounds like a flawless phone call. I don't understand the problem. Um, but there's like, when I say something, there's about four seconds until Mo hears it. And then when Mo says something, there's about four seconds until I hear it. So, um, But I think the last thing that we discussed was this compilation channel and the fact that they have a lot of different variations on what they take, but the song that they want is smiling which is a song that it's not planned as a single but is planned for the album release and um this was an issue that i had to discuss with the label if they you know if there's like some loophole or some uh, way that they allow this song to be part of this compilation um before the official release but i think like i said earlier i think that you know the single that they want will be the single that they choose and this compilation will just have to wait until January, I think, because I mean, they, they, they have the plan, they have the connections and probably I'm just too, as often uh, with most things, I'm probably just too impatient. Okay. I didn't quite understand the last part because of um, connection problems, but I, I, I get the point. And if you're fine with it, then it's cool. But one thing about this delay stuff to, to end that part yeah. next week, Oh, I don't know if I can make next week, but maybe the, the week after next week, <laughs> in two weeks, um, we could just 
with my little setup here, we could just meet somewhere with a little bit of distance and rec record together <laughs> instead of um, having having to rely on the, those shitty internet communication forms, services, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you've been back, but yeah, but but how do you feel about the the, the single decision? Uh, which single decision do you mean? So you 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 came up to them to to bring in the idea to just um, select another song, but you would still be happy if it um, turns out the way they have already planned. Yeah, of course, for sure. I mean, it's it's totally um, it's totally a viable single. I think it's also um, like, and I can explain that. Uh, I should have just said that to you when we were off mic already, but basically. I think it also works completely fine, but I just had a, um, I just had like this, I don't know, this calling kind of this like understanding that maybe this other one was just the right one to maybe, to maybe show some range from the first, from the crooked rail to something else, because the second single they want is also pretty catchy and pretty upbeat. And I think that if we did this other one, it would like, connect the story of the album a bit more and maybe it would um, show a bit of range on what the... Because the album has a lot of diversity. I mean, the some songs are very stripped down and very emotional and some songs are more like energetic and rocky. And I, I thought maybe it makes more sense to have a bit more... Um, like a little diversity in the first two singles. But, you know, if they if they say, hey, look, we, we, we have a lot of experience doing this and we think that this song is going to do the best, then I would not be upset with them. For sure not. I, th I would just, uh, you know, I, I'm happy that I can say my piece, but if they, if they, you know, it's me against, not me against, but me talking to three people at the same time from the label. And if all three of these people say that the other one is better than, um, you know, majority rules, that's okay. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see. But um yeah, in general, um in terms of the last podcast, how I feel about it, uh it's definitely positive. I'm definitely happy with how it's turning out. And uh, the label did a really cool thing. They got the song on these two big playlists. Um New Music Friday Deutschland and New Music Friday, Switzerland. And that's the kind of Spotify editorial playlist stuff that you really have a hard time getting into if you don't either already have a name for yourself or you don't have someone representing you. Um, yeah, I saw that, and it's a pretty cool thing for you, isn't it? Those are great, man. I mean, the the New Music Friday Deutschland playlist has like 600,000 listeners, usually. Um so that's really helped a lot with the stream count. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about is that I, th I guess that changes every Friday. So, you know, uh, tomorrow, the day after this podcast comes out, um, it might already be off that playlist again. So then, of course, I'm going to get a bit anxious. Like, okay, does that mean the stream count's going to drop a lot? Does that mean that the, you know, the listening is going to drop down a lot? But um, so far... Um, what I've noticed on this um, really handy application, Spotify for Artists, is, uh, you know, the label got the song onto these two quite big playlists. And then from there, 
the song is on, I think at least five other, um, like tastemaker or personal playlists that people have. Well, I, like at least five other playlists that have like a like at least a thousand or more listeners. So I think it's like people who are tastemakers. They have a reputation. Yes. Like a little bit more than just like, you know, Gary from (laughs) Stuttgart who (laughs) Gary Gary from from Stuttgart. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most artsy fartsy immigrant joke ever. (laughs) The artsiest fartsiest immigrant joke. There's no Gary in Stuttgart. Gary from Stuttgart. That will definitely be the title of this episode, my friend. <laughs> this one's for Gary in Stuttgart. <laughs> Imagine there is a Gary living in Stuttgart and calling us after I this episode. So, so bad. So if there's any Gary in Stuttgart and there might be the smallest chance that he oh. gets to listen to it, we might, no, we will definitely feature you on this podcast oh so hit man. us up podcast at m945.de <laughs> <laughs> that's a sure thing if you're gary and you're in stuttgart and you hear this podcast please write us <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so so basically <laughs> the playlist the playlist that <laughs> the two major playlists encourage some like tastemaker playlists with with like listeners to yeah to take on the song which is really cool and i think these tastemaker um playlists are going to last longer i think these these big playlists uh, like the new music thing I, th- I guess it changes every week so i just have a couple more days um but um hopefully the tastemaker playlists encourage the garys to put it on their personal playlists and you know, once it's on someone's to like to their friends in Stuttgart, yeah, maybe so. You know, once it gets onto like someone's, um, you know, like I have a best of the year playlist for every year since 2015, and probably a lot of people do. And hopefully, it gets on some personal people's playlist, and they listen to it a lot, and then it gets onto their, you know, uh, rewind Spotify playlist or their top favorite from. You know, whatever. That was really cool. Um, a few, or uh, yeah, like last year or, or a couple of years ago when people were, you know, like how at the end of the year, Spotify shows you your most listened to tracks and your most listened to artists on this uh, end of the year thing. Um, that was really cool where a few, a few friends and a few, like, I don't know, like mostly friends and then a couple of fans um, had like, a few songs from 12 songs on their most listened to, or, you know, Jordan Prince was in their, you know, top 10 artists of the year or something. And that was really cool. That was really uh, awesome. And then hopefully Crooked Rail gets into that sort of same algorithm for people that maybe have never listened to me before or listened to my music before. So, um, yeah, you never know. And then we have to give it some, we have to give it more time. I think my biggest thing is that I just with it when with with um, releasing music because I've only ever done it on my own and I've only ever held myself accountable for if it does good or not. Um, I have no patience. So when this label says, um, "Hey man, all good," 
the numbers look fine. Next week, we're going to make a spreadsheet. We're going to talk about what stations it was submitted to and what blogs it was submitted to. I'm the person who's like, next week, next week. I want it now. I'm writing you now. I want to, I want to see it today. I want to submit tonight. I want to do it at three in the morning, but I have to like be cool. I have to relax. I have to just let them do their job and give myself some space from it and like, you know, not check the numbers every 10 fucking seconds. So that's my, that's my curse probably is that I'm, I, I feel so responsible for it. You know, when was the last time you checked the numbers? Um, Before we started. Right before we started? Yeah, when I was di when I was calling you, I had the app open. Okay. <laughs> I checked it at dinner too, like an hour ago before <laughs> we started. A <laughs> thing is it's like it's a really handy app. You had, you had family dinner and there was a live stream on a big screen <laughs> with No, the thing is the thing is the, the every thirty seconds there's an update on your <laughs> The, the app makes it so useful. I mean, everyone who's releasing music should have the Spotify for Artists app on their phone. And, you know, like when you release something, um, especially for, for singles, it's great because, you know, you just you just click on the home button or the music button or whatever, and it has live tracking. And the I mean, literally, you can, you can hold the phone and you can see there's like this, you know, when you look at... Um, You know, like in the 80s movies when they would see like a war hit, like a war movie in the 80s when they would see like a, like a, a missile, what's it called with a underwater missile? What's an underwater missile called? Um, oh my God. Anyway, you know, you're, you're, you're like in the, in those movies when you'd be like in a submarine and they would look at the radar, yeah, yeah. they would look at the radar yeah, yeah. and you would see this yeah, missile yeah. coming towards them Yeah, yeah. and every, and every like three seconds it would be like, And the circle would start where the missile is and it would like radiate outward. Yeah. That's exactly what it does. You look at live track and you see all the numbers. You see like what's happening and it's live. So every like 1.3 seconds it updates and it does like and your phone buzzes and you can be like, okay, there's, you know, X amount. There's like, let's say like, oh, there's 100 listens. Oh, 101. Oh, 102. And then there's like a gap. It's like, oh, 104. Oh, 105. And it just goes and goes and goes. And it's really addictive because you're just seeing people click play in the moment. And that's something that people have never had. Uh, it's really crazy. And it's very addictive. It's very toxic <laughs> in a way. <laughs> But it's cool. So do you want to talk about these numbers? I wouldn't release them on the show probably yet or anything. I mean, people can go, like, basically, the numbers that you see, let's see, let's look at the, I'm, I'm on my phone now looking at the actual Spotify app. So, if you go to Spotify, you go Jordan Prince, um, the crooked rail right now on the app for everyone to see. I don't want to push you towards anything, by the way. No, 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 no worries. Um, like, basically, this isn't secret information. If you go to the Spotify app and you look at it right now on we here we are Wednesday at 9:30 p.m. it says 7200. But when I go to the Spotify for Artists app, um it's already much more than that. So I see the live numbers and then the app updates I think daily or every daily. Yeah. 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 So I see the future <laughs> on the app already. <laughs> This is the future of Spotify users. But 
because um, I, I'm not a Spotify user. <laughs> I use, um, we can do the name dropping because we're paying for it from our own money. I use Apple Music. Um, and that's one thing, in my opinion, cool about Apple Music because you don't see those numbers and you don't filter music. You um, might explore by numbers and it doesn't, have it it has not it has no impact on your your choice on what to listen to you know what i mean yeah actually that makes a lot of sense and i think that's probably a little bit healthier for new listeners and for the musicians who have their music on there for smaller artists totally man totally i mean i hate it you know the worst thing about spotify is that if you don't have like a significant following and maybe your song you know and this is really common. Maybe your song on the release weekend gets like 600 listens, 500 listens, whatever. It's totally normal. And it's great. For an independent artist, that's really great. Um, but then, you know, on Spotify, you know the less than symbol, this like sideways triangle? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it says like, it, it only says less than a thousand. And it has it for every single track that doesn't have over a thousand listens and for me that's so it's like a kick in the nuts for for these artists who have worked for months yeah. you know scrapping together spare change and like writing the song and like doing these mixes and getting it mastered and like begging their parents for money to you know print cds or whatever and then they finally have everything released and they're just like hoping people like it and then of course someone's going to go to spotify for the first time and they're going to see this track and they're going to be like oh not even a thousand plays, huh? Oh boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so mean almost. And of course, here I am, you know, living my life currently off these numbers, uh, and like breathing it in first thing in the morning, laying in bed, and it's super unhealthy for me too. I mean, I should just be fine with it. Like, hey, this is great. I got in this playlist. I should just wait a few days before I check it, see how it's going. But I'm addicted to it because I'm so scared that it's going to stop any second. And I think seeing those numbers is really, it's really bad, man. It's, it fuels this, it fuels this kind of industry where you're like fighting for, I mean, the fact that you can see those numbers, I don't know if you know this, but I guess you probably do. This, the fact that you can see those numbers fuels an entire industry of, websites where you can buy fake streams and that's yeah. fucking crazy i sent you this documentary once where a film team meets this guy who actually does run those algorithms who fake clicks it's so crazy man it's so crazy to me and i mean for those who get lucky enough to have their song put into a a great playlist or to have their song put into a, a TV show or, you know, whatever. And they like, or, or, you know, like for example, in 2016, I think early 2016, I have a song on Spotify called parade with Tim Hecking, this Tim Hecking version. And I had really, this Tim Hecking version of Tim Hecking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically Tim Hecking's song. He's so fucking great. Um, but you know, like I had this, I have, I have this, this was the first version of that song and I put it out on this EP in like December, 2015 or whatever. And, and like early 2016, 
I I did not submit this song to anything. You know, I was a bit more naive. I, I didn't know exactly what to do with it, and I just had it out, and I was just promoting it on social media. And then somehow, completely by chance, by luck, this song Parade gets into uh, this Deutschland uh, House Musik playlist. It gets into like a Germany Coffeehouse Music playlist. Like, I think it's really just called Deutschland Kaffee Musik or something, whatever. And it's just a playlist that is probably in like, I don't know, maybe a hundred coffee shops. Just like the same playlist over and over. And for maybe three months, my song was in that playlist, which was probably playing in a bunch of shops. And that song got over 100,000 streams. And it's still my most played song, although there's a couple of other ones that are climbing up because, thank God, another really nice playlist put it on there. But that's that's the only way to do it. And, you know, I, I just think about people who, you know, like, I'm so thankful that Spotify or this coffee maker curator person put that song on there. And just by chance, man, like by luck and by like, I I worked hard on that song. It was, it's very emotional for me. It was a great production of that track and like putting it out. And then by chance, someone hears it, recommends it, gives it a shot, puts it in the playlist and Hey, look, a hundred thousand streams. And that's great. Like I was so blown away and it gave me hope. It gave me hope that the next tracks might have a chance similar to this. And then you think about people who are so obsessed with competing with someone's luck and someone's, you know, hard work like that, that they take a stream or they take a song and they spend, I don't know how much it is. I'm going to guess something like maybe 50 euros or whatever, 50 bucks to put their song at the same level, just to have the, just to have the numbers, you know, and not, not like, I can't imagine that they feel that same sense of reward that I felt. I felt so, I felt like kind of rewarded in a way like, Hey man, you know, you did a good song and someone found it and here you go. Here's your streams. Like, there you go. Someone heard it. And like, I don't know that song because it was streamed so much, it it probably helped getting some radio attention. And then, you know, like there was some nice blog reviews because of that and stuff and helped get the first uh, tour that we did set up. And, you know, it was all, it's that classic story of like, you know, we worked really hard and then we had some luck. And I think it's so crazy that Spotify showing these numbers creates an industry of people who base their entire stream count on fake numbers. And for me, that's so... I get it. I mean, I get it. Of course I get it. I get insecure too, and I get petty, and I start thinking that these numbers mean everything, but um, I feel kind of bad for the artists that spend this money on this because it must not be near as rewarding as they want it to be. Yeah, and I think it puts an extra pressure on smaller artists besides the, the financial financial pressure you have as an artist to to finance your recordings and your life obviously etc etc but imagine being um, an artist who has a lot of live shows let's say George, a musician like you like a Jordan Prince <laughs> kind of musician who plays a lot of shows and plays um, rather personal songs 
and gets in touch with his listeners at the concert. And let's say it's a little bit of an an older fashioned um, crowd or um, audience you you find for your music and they buy CDs at your show. They might order, I don't know, if you maybe have a little merch shop with a t-shirt and a, a bag or whatever and they buy this shit. And so you can finance your life as a musician and be a great musician to those people and they have the CDs and listen to the lot. But you might have only, I don't know, a thousand streams per song or 500 streams per song on Spotify. Yeah. And the door that you have success on Spotify is closed for you. And you would have to change your whole habit or your whole workflow in your musician's life to be successful in this part, uh, in this path, which might be pretty unsecure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, you're, you're, you're totally right. It puts a lot of pressure on these musicians who, you know, want the numbers, but they just don't have the luck yet or they don't have the, you know, or whatever it is, you know, like it, it, oh, there's, there's 100 gazillion musicians right now all trying to do something good and it's really hard to do it. And it's crazy that that happens. And I think it's really good that Apple Music doesn't show those numbers. I think it's really healthy that they don't do it. Yeah, if you want the song, you'll find it. You know, and, and a musician doesn't have to worry. You know, it's like okay, if there's if there's income, then there's income, and it, that's what they can base their success off of. Yeah, yeah, you still got the fact um, that many, many, many listeners um, mostly listen to those those curated playlists by big labels or by Apple Music itself or Beats or uh, whoever, and you have those. <clears throat> And you have this part of the, the streaming business. But in my experience, because I I don't follow artists and I don't um, follow these big playlists, um, I just find new music from time to time. And after maybe I listen through a whole album for several times and I totally like it, I find out, ooh, that's a super small band that might have broken up three years ago but you can't really tell because their Facebook account hasn't been updated since four years. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But it's still a, it's it's still a great um, it's still record a great record, and you listen to it. Let me um let me take a small pee break here. We can just keep rolling, and then I want to come back and talk about pee, pee, about pee. social media for for indie musicians. That's a good good topic. Guess who's back? All right. Back, back again. 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 Shorty's back. 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 back to Tell some men. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. So you mentioned um, uh, social media for, for indie musicians. No, you mentioned social media. No, no, you brought it up somehow. You you, you touched on it in the last part of your uh, sentence. And, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think... Um, that's an interesting topic in terms of like today's market because, um, yeah, of course you have these, uh, Spotify streams, which, uh, influence so many people to be competitive and only focus on these numbers and not focus on like the, you know, the followers or like the fan return or, or 
you know, whatever. Um, the genuine return of the track that you've put your work into. Um, and it's this like false, com- false competitiveness in a way. Um, but social media is an interesting tool as much as it is kind of another vessel for evil <laughs> kind of um, because you can never really rely on the numbers that you see and you can never really be sure of what kind of interactions you are really getting, you know, like, um, dude, let me be honest for, in my opinion, for anyone who has some form of creative output, may it be music, uh, art, um, uh, journalistic content, podcast, whatever, social media in terms of being used as a tool for promoting your stuff, your original content, is fucking hell. You just don't... I got to a point last year where I saw any forms of possible social media marketing and things you thought you could rely on, but you did not in the end. And I saw kind of ev- everything I I... I I thought at the point and I came to the point where um, I realized, okay, I totally do not understand anything of the stuff that happens here. You have stuff being promoted by accounts that have a a reach of 700,000, 700k um, followers. Um, And in the end, maybe... 104 of those 700,000 get over to your content. And you're like, what? The content fits the, the, the general uh, or the special interest of the, of the account who's promoting it. And normally those users go to the stuff this account um, or, or um, are moving on to the websites that are promoted, etc., etc., And then <laughs> for this one thing, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the kind of, that's the kind of hardship of it too, is like you, that's kind of an Indian musician's only real tool is to, you know, post about their new releases and post their artwork and post like, here's the upcoming thing and like hope that they're, followers are loyal enough to um you know <clears throat> hopefully buy the track but most likely stream it and um it, even when they stream it even if they love it they're probably not going to share it and that's the crazy thing that's something that's really happened a lot um i've seen in the last 2 years um you know i have a i would say like have a like a gen like a general okay like music following but out of that okay general music following there's like a very small percentage of that audience that engages with the majority of the posts that shares anything that i release like shares the song or the artwork or the information or the announcement 
or the photos or the videos or whatever, you know, it's a really funny game. It's a really strange, uncertain game that you play with, with social media because you, you sometimes, you know, like you said, sometimes you post something or you get something shared to another channel that has an enormous amount of followers and you really think, okay, I'm going to fucking break through. This next thing is going to get, you know, a hundred thousand returns. It's going to get shares. It's going to really like blow up in a certain way. It might basically like the story you told us about the, the playlist. That's it. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you think that's what you expect. Yeah. You expect that. Okay. I got lucky. It's going to be in here and it's going to be successful. And then, And then sometimes it it's it not. just it returns nothing. Sometimes it just returns nothing, and it's so crazy the amount of um, like I don't know if it's a balance of you know the 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 output that you're I don't know if it's like the content or if it's the uh, you know I really doubt it's like the hashtag game. You know I I don't know if it's the algorithm sometimes with Instagram or or. Uh, Twitter or Facebook or something, but like, I don't know, my, my interactions with, um, fans or friends or whatever is completely different on, on, uh, let, let's take, for example, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right? Um, Instagram, I'd say I have the most, um, like engaged followers. I have like, uh, like kind of a average amount of likes for whatever, but not so many comments. Sometimes I get like fewer likes, but I get more comments. It's kind of hard to gauge, but the the fan base is kind of guessable. Like I can more or less understand where things are going to land. And with Twitter, I have absolutely no engagement <laughs> at all, <laughs> which is so wild, man. Like I've been trying to battle the, this Twitter game for so many years now. And like, I don't have a lot of followers and I don't have any engagement there. And I'm not really sure what I can change or what I can do there. Or the thing is, I don't, I also don't have like a big passion for Twitter. I'm not engaged on it every day. I'm not like specifically following people and engaging with their tweets and stuff like That's also probably part of it because on Instagram, I'm there every single day and I engage with something. I like someone's post, I comment on something, I share something. And of course, that will naturally return more to your channel. And then with Facebook, you know, I, I think between 2016 and 2018, the follower growth jumped up a lot uh, because of the management, because of the strategies that we put into place for um, promoting videos and promoting the page and stuff, but the interactions is also are also pretty low in general. Like I can promote videos, I can promote posts and stuff. Like I can pay for them to be advertised to those followers, um, and of course that will uh, increase the growth a bit. But I can't always pay for every post. That's so super. Per that's so pervert. You're you're basically you're paying f for promoting your posts to people that already follow your account. That's so perverted. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's how they make millions and millions and millions of dollars because, you know, I'm just, um, I, I don't know, like some of the posts, of course, get, um, you know, buried in the mix of the hundred billion things posted every hour. And, you know, if people aren't really, really constantly engaged with what you do, then... 
you know, the, the return is so low. It's funny, like the followers on Facebook are great, but the return is quite low. On Instagram, the followers are like decent, but the return is like in the middle and it, it, it kind of wavers. And then Twitter, the followers are, are low and the response is zero. <laughs> it's crazy. I never know what's going to come. I never know what's going to happen under these. And it's so misleading because, you know, you look at like whatever happens on Spotify, and you're, you're gauging your success or gauging your response off of these kinds of numbers, but it has nothing to do with what these social media channels might give back to you. Yeah. It really, it has no, no connection at all. Nothing. Yeah. And you're, it's what it's wild. Yeah. And you kind of have to, to rely on them because those are the platforms where your audience mostly <laughs> is around um, yeah, that's where the audience mostly resides, yeah. somewhere within one of these three channels. But it's also weird because those um, kind of enterprises always tell um, the public, <clears throat> no, we will not do editorial... Um, uh, how, do you, how do you say? Um, editorial changes to posts or um, um, have an will never have influence on um on what people um can post etc etc and i'm not talk talking about um um fake news etc just about maybe how you can promote your art or your work or whatever your shop your your business your music whatever but that that is what they are doing because we are at a point where the algorithms have come such a long way <laughs> um, that your content has to fit a certain style to be able to compete with all of this freaking humongous amount of other content on these platforms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really, it's a troubling, it's a troubling battle for the indie musician. You know, you can never really trust the numbers that you see, and then you can't really rely on the followers that you already have. And you know, you, you can never be too sure who will really follow something or share something or comment on something. Or yeah, it's really, it's a, it's a game. It's really just a game that you have to hope that you play the right variables at the right time. And um, it's really, it's a lot about luck, really. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, in general, I would say like, just to cap this whole thing off, I would say that I'm like genuinely happy with how the, the growth is in terms of Spotify and YouTube and stuff. And um, I hope that it keeps coming and I hope that people get interested for the next single. And I'm really curious what the the label does in the next uh, couple of weeks in terms of promoting it or putting it on airplay or getting reviews and stuff. And, um, you know, if, if uh, there's a couple of different reviews that have already come out that I've put on my uh, website um, I haven't posted anything about the reviews in the last couple of days. I mean, obviously, social media has been pretty um, respectfully 
um, already addressed towards the crisis happening in America. And I, I, I don't want to like put too much of anything on there right now that isn't about that because it's really important. Um, by the way, but I think mm-hmm. I'm super um, happy that this conversation has yet not come to a point where it's a random cringy white two white dudes talk about talk about racism um talk <laughs> i think we weren't i think you and i were never going to make it like that you know i think it was never going to be like that no 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 i mean the 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 issue is important the information is there for you if you want to donate something i think you should if you want to say something i think you can But um, that's obviously up to you. And, um, you know, as an American, I have my own feelings about it, but I don't think this maybe is even the right platform for it. I think it's pretty obvious what the right choice is. And uh, um, just to come back to the music part, I think that... Yeah, sorry. You know, that's what I was saying. Yeah, no, no, no. But I I think it's good that we just mentioned it a little bit. But obviously, I think it's uh, it gets enough um, press and it, it should get more. It's very important. Um But it should get more by, by people who can relate more and say more about this issue that we have not been um, facing in in any terms. That's it. Exactly. 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 Um, yeah. So I've 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 just waited the last uh, few days to to post any of the new music stuff because I think the platforms should be. Uh, free for this kind of uh, thing to be in the forefront in terms of at least my my uh, yeah. reach. But uh, soon uh, I'll start posting more about um, the reviews and stuff. And if anyone does want to check that out, it's on Jordan Prince Tunes, T-U-N-E-S dot com. Um, but man, I think I think that's where we have to wrap it up. Yeah. Cool for me. If that's cool for you. Cool for me. Nice. Okay. Um, Funny well, thank thing, you guys. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. As soon as you said that, your audio quality and the the Skype um, video quality got better. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's good. Skype. Skype. Skype is pranking us. <laughs> well, you know, even Skype knows what's most important, and uh, that's good. Um, yeah. So, uh, for those who enjoyed today's show. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And um, if you liked it, you know, please go to Spotify or to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show and please give us a good review or rating or comment or share it or even just tell a friend about the show because it really helps uh, small programs like us get some new listeners. Um, and there is one thing I would like to mention here at the end of the program which is a website called blacklivesmatters.carrd.co. That is a website where you can find all of the best ways to help. You can donate. Um, you can sign petitions. You can look at more resources. Um, and you can find things for protesters. And um, all major credit cards or PayPal work for that very important issue. Um, otherwise, thank you so much, Mo, for your time, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. See ya. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. 
Artsy-Fartsy-Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.